So what's your name? Nicholas. And how old are you? Thirteen. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Well, because he came down to die for our sins. He came down for us when we were sinners. When we failed, we messed up. We can never keep the law, but he gave us a chance to get out of heaven and to be with him just if we accept him. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why He wants you to join Him. Miss Alicia, guess what? What, Finn? God help me pass my spelling test. I still mixed up a couple I's and E's, but my mom and dad said they were proud of me for how hard I worked. And I bet I'll be able to pass the next one, too. And I even remember the song, How Great is Our Guide, before I started. I'm so glad God showed you how he cares about your worries and helped you to honor him as you took your spelling test, Finn. So did the next king honor God? Ahab's son? Well... He became the king in Israel while Jehoshaphat was still the king of Judah and only ruled for two years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, like Ahab and Jezebel did, and like that first evil king named Jeroboam, who had caused Israel to sin. Ahaziah served and worshipped the god named Baal and made the Lord, the God of Israel, very angry, just like his father had done. And he didn't have peace from his enemies. That is so sad. I want my dad obeys the Lord. And I hope I can be a dad like that too. God has given you that desire, Finn. And as you keep looking to him each day and getting to know him by reading his word, he will help you to be a dad who invites your kids to know him too. So it's hard for me to imagine being old enough to have my own kids. (laughs) I've felt the same way when I was your age. Now our story begins with King Ahaziah in bed because he had fallen through the window of his upstairs room and hurt himself. He sent messengers to ask the god named Beelzebub, a Philistine god, for advice. What? The Israelites were God's chosen people. And he thinks he's supposed to ask someone else, is God, to tell him the future? Yep. He said to the messengers, Go and ask Beelzebub whether I will get well again. But the angel of the Lord spoke to the prophet Elijah. Elijah's in the story again? I bet he won't have good news. The angel said, Go up to see the messengers of King Ahaziah. Tell them, you're on your way to ask Baalzebub for advice. Are you going there to pray to that God? Do you think there's no God in Israel? The Lord says to Ahaziah, 
You will never leave the bed you are lying on. You can be sure that you will die. So Elijah went to see the messengers and told them what God said. They returned to the king and he asked them, Why have you come back? A man met us on our way there, they replied. He asked, he said to us, Go back to the king and tell him. The Lord says, You're sending messengers to ask Baalzebub for advice. Are you going there to pray to that God? Do you think there is no God in Israel? You will never leave the bed you are lying on. You can be sure that you will die. The king asked the messengers, What kind of man came to see you? Who told you these things? They replied, He was wearing clothes made out of hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. The king said, That was Elijah the prophet. Maybe Ahaziah will turn to God, like his dad did that one time, when Elijah told that God would punish him for stealing Naboth's vineyard. I wish that were the case, Finn. But instead, Ahaziah sent an army captain to Elijah. The captain had his group of 50 fighting men with him. Elijah was sitting on top of a hill. The captain said, Man of God, the king says, come down. Elijah answered the captain, If I'm really a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and burn up you and your 50 men. Then fire came down from heaven. It burned up the captain and his 50 men. After that happened, the king sent another captain to Elijah. The captain had his 50 men with him. He said to Elijah, Man of God, that king says, Come down at once. Elijah replied, If I'm really a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and burn up you and your 50 men. Then the fire of God came down from heaven. It burned up the captain and his 50 men. Yikes, I remember the other story when Elijah asked God to send fire on the on his sacrifice when he was with all those prophets of Baal. He must be like the fire prophet. God did seem to want the people of Israel to understand his power and that he was the only one worthy of their worship. But the king sent a third captain with his 50 men. What? Is the king crazy? The captain went up to Elijah. He fell on his knees in front of him. Man of God, he begged, please have respect for my life. Please have respect for the lives of these 50 men. Fire has come down from heaven and burned up the first two captains and all their men. But please have respect for my life. The angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down along with him. Don't be afraid of him. So Elijah got up and went down to the king with the captain. Phew, I bet that captain was glad to still be alive. I know, right? Elijah told the king, The Lord says, You have sent messengers to ask Baalzebub for advice. Did you go there to pray to that god for advice? Do you think there's no god in Israel? You will never leave the bed you are lying on. You can be sure that you will die. So, King Ahaziah died. It happened just as the Lord had said it would. 
he had spoken that message through Elijah. Ahaziah didn't have any sons, so Joram, his younger brother, became the next king after him. What a sad life. Even though Ahaziah saw God's power like King Ahab did, he still didn't surrender his life to God. Yeah, but God wasn't done working in the nation of Israel. The Lord was getting ready to take Elijah up to heaven, but he had already chosen Elisha to continue his work. So it's like part two. Right. When Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal, Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, I won't leave you. And that's just as sure as the Lord and you are alive. So they went down to Bethel. A group of prophets came out to Elisha and said, Do you know what the Lord is going to do? He's going to take your master away from you today. Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. So those are prophets of the Lord too? Yep, but I guess Elisha didn't want them to talk about Elijah being taken away while he was still with them. Then Elijah said to, to him, Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. Elisha replied, I won't leave you, and that's just as sure as the Lord and you are alive. So they went to Jericho. The group of prophets in Jericho went up to Elisha and said, Do you know what the Lord is going to do? He's going to take your master away from you today. Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan River. I bet I know what he's going to say. Elisha replied, I won't leave you, and that's just as sure as the Lord and you are alive. I knew it. So the two of them walked on, with fifty of the prophets following them. The men stopped a little ways off and watched Elijah and Elisha at the Jordan River. Elijah rolled up his coat and struck the water with it. The water parted to the right and to the left. The two of them went across the river on dry ground. Whoa, that's like when Moses brought the Red Sea. And like when Joshua was getting ready to lead the people into the promised land. God's put the, the Jordan River for him, too. You're right, Finn. We'll talk about that more later. After they had gone across, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me. What can I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Please give me a double share of your spirit, Elisha replied. Huh? I don't get it. Well, before a father died, he usually divided up his land among his sons, and the oldest son got twice as much, or a double share. So Elisha wants double power from God's spirit instead of land? That's what it sounds like. Elijah said, You have asked me for something that's very hard to do. But if you see me when I'm taken away from you, then you will receive what you have asked for. If you don't see me, you won't receive it. They kept walking along and talking together. Suddenly, there appeared a chariot and horses made of fire. Wow, I wish I could have seen that. He really was like a fire prophet. 
The chariot and horses came between the two men. Then Elijah went up to heaven in a strong wind. Elisha saw it and cried out to Elijah, My father, you are like a father to me, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. Then Elisha didn't see Elijah anymore. Elisha took hold of his own garment and tore it in two. Because he was sad Elijah left? Right. He picked up the coat that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan River. Then he struck the water with Elijah's coat. Where is the power of the Lord, he asked. Where is the power of the God of Elijah? When Elisha struck the water, it parted to the right and to the left. He went across the river. Remember how you said that it was like the parting of the Red Sea? Yeah. Well, when God parted the river for Joshua, it was showing that Joshua was the next leader after Moses. When Elisha did the same thing Elijah had done, God was showing him and the other prophets that Elisha was the next man for the job. Oh, I get it. The group of prophets from Jericho were watching. They said, The spirit of Elijah has been given to Elisha. They went over to Elisha and bowed down to him with their faces toward the ground. They bowed down because he was the next prophet? Yeah, it was like a way of showing honor to him. Not that they were actually worshiping him. The prophet said, Look, we have fifty men. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has lifted him up and put him down on a mountain or in a valley. No, Elisha replied, don't send them. But they kept asking until he felt he couldn't say no. I do that to my mom sometimes. I did too, Finn. So he said, send them. And they sent 50 men and looked for Elijah for three days. But they didn't find him. So they returned to Elisha. Elisha said to them, Didn't I tell you not to go? Now they must really be convinced that Elisha is here to do Elijah's job. It encourages me that God's plan goes on no matter what. We get to serve God by loving and speaking his truth to other people for as long as we're alive. And then he uses other people to give love and preach the message of the gospel. Now Elisha was staying in Jericho. The people of Jericho said to Elisha, Look, this town has a good location, but the spring of water here is bad, so the land doesn't produce anything. Bring me a new bowl, Elisha said. Put some salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and threw the salt into it. He told the people, The Lord says, I have made this water pure. It will never cause death again. It will never keep the land from producing crops again. And the water has stayed pure to this day. I wish I could do cool stuff like Elijah and Elijah. But even if I couldn't do miracles, I could at least be like Peter. Then God would really like me. Are you talking about Peter from the Bible? No, Peter the porcupine fish. Pastor Sharpson. He knows tons about the Bible. 
and has memorized whole chapters of scripture. And he told me he wanted to be a missionary to the Middle East when he grows up. And you think you have to be like Peter for God to like you? Well, it sure feels like that sometimes. Do you think Jesus had to die for Peter's sins? Yeah. And do you think God knew what he was doing when he put Peter in Pastor Sharp's family and you in yours? I guess. I'm not sure why Elisha asked for a double portion of God's spirit, but I do know that he wanted to serve God like Elijah did. That's not a bad thing. But we can't ever take our eyes off of Jesus. He is the only one who lived a life completely pleasing to his heavenly Father, the only one who always did what God wanted. Jesus showed us what the Father's love is like and what God cares about in his kingdom. Think about our story from last week. What if one of the soldiers in the army was mad because one of the Levites could sing better than him? That would be pretty silly. Because they were all singing together to worship God and show him that they trusted him to fight for them. Right. He would have been focusing on the wrong thing. God was glorified as the army sang together, each person doing their part. God cared about the Israelites knowing he was the one in charge, so he sent certain prophets to do miracles. That was their part. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter to one of the churches of the first believers, explaining that each of them was like a part of the body with Christ as the head. If everyone was a nose, the body couldn't hear. If every person was a hand, the body couldn't walk. Each part of the body is needed. And a part of God's story. Peter lives with his brothers and sisters, but he can't love Broken River like I do because I live with them. That's a great thought, Finn. And do you want to know the biggest reason God loves you? What? He loves you because you are his. That's who he is, a God who delights in showing his love. Well, if that's really true, then I want to help everyone know how great God is, whether I do a miracle or not. That sounds like a great truth to focus on, Finn. I want to go home and tell Brooke and River the story. They'll love it. And a shake, guard snake. I love that, Finn, don't you? Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And I want to give a shout-out to Carol Peterson and Mark Yoder, the newest Patreon supporters. Thanks, guys. And if you want to help me with an introduction for the podcast, your mom or dad can click on the Alicia page on aliciayoder.com and shoot me a message. See you next time.